Welcome to Paranormal Heart, a place where people can talk about their paranormal experiences. With your host, Cat Ward. Welcome back, folks, to Paranormal Heart Podcast. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. I have a great episode for you tonight. I'm joined by founder of the ASP Foundation, Ethan Bernard. This foundation researches and investigates various cryptids, special items, cryptoanthropology, and high strangeness. The goal of this foundation is to create a vast archive of the anomalous, strange, and paranormal and to expand this field of study and bring intelligent and special individuals together on various special projects and missions. I personally feel this is a very important project. There doesn't seem to be many organizations who are trying to catalog and research the strange and paranormal, at least none that are open about it. In this episode, Ethan discusses his research on cryptids, UFOs and teleportation, and even lightsabers. That's right, lightsabers. Folks, upon recording this intro, I'm recovering from COVID once again. You can probably tell by my voice. And this time, my entire family has it. So I have to send a huge, huge thank you to Missy Lee for editing this episode. She was gracious enough to offer to do the editing for me while I recover. So Missy, thank you, thank you, thank you so very much for looking out for me and taking care of things while I rest and recover. Much love to you, my friend. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or have questions, comments, or just want to say hello, drop me an email at paranormalheart13 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. And if you like the show, please like, share, subscribe, and comment. It's one of the many ways to show your support and get the show out there. You can find me on YouTube, Podbean, FringeRadioNetwork.com, KPNL Digital Network on Thursday nights, and any place you find fine podcasts. Now, on with the show. Hello, Ethan. Welcome to Paranormal Heart. Hello. I feel welcome. <laughs> I'm very, very excited about this. So I first of all, I have to say thank you to a, a past guest, well, recent guest and friend, Missy Lee, for talking about you and getting us connected. So tell us what you've been doing. Tell us what's going on with your research. Okay, so it kind of started out with finding this YouTuber named Bob Gimlin, not the one from the Patterson Gimlin film, but it's spelled differently. He kind of introduced me to the idea of cryptozoology. And I also got uh, into this fictional thing called the SCP Foundation. And they have this giant list of different, essentially, it would look like cryptids and special items and paranormal things. And I thought about bringing that to the real world, kind of doing a real world version of that, mixing it with cryptozoology. So and that's what I did, and I created the ASP Foundation. It actually changed names over what ASP means over time. It's like anomalies, supernatural, paranormal, whatever. Right now, it's anomalistic and superpower professionals, because anomalistics covers a lot, and we got like lightsabers and invisibility shields, so that's under superpowers. And of course, that's like awesome. I don't, no one's a professional, but we uh, put that in the name. And so, what we aim to do is kind of just investigate these things, categorize them. Uh, we got a lot of projects like that going on. 
bring together like really intelligent people and like further the scientific study of this field instead of just ridiculing each other. I, I talked to you about this quote beforehand where it's yep. ridicule is not part of the scientific method and the public should not be taught that it is. So that was J. Allen Hynek and that's kind of definitely where we're at with that. So we, we bring together people like me, like Missy and a bunch of people and we kind of just investigate and figure out things and prove cryptids exist. We have a lot of stuff planned for that as well. So that's kind of just the main focus of it all is to investigate, to categorize, to further the actual science of this field and kind of get somewhere with it and kind of be this place where everyone can come together and think about these things. Uh, when did you start ASP? Well, it's kind of been there for a while but I haven't actually like made it public because I was like I had this whole plan that was 10 years long I was like you know maybe in 10 years I'll contact Missy you know she seems like oh this famous star (laughs) but one day I just decided I was writing down information from the giant squid years ago and I've been working on it for so long but I haven't actually worked on it seriously pretty much until I decided just one day to make the YouTube channel and try it a bit just to have fun with it and I commented on one of Missy's posts and she already just commented on my videos like five times. Nice. So that was that was a good uh, opportunity. And from there, it just kind of skyrocketed. Missy got a book deal, which didn't work out very well because the <clears> publishers <throat> sucked. But <laughs> there was a bunch of other stuff. Um, but she, she, yes. So anyway, she got her book back recently, I think. So hopefully she'll be able to publish now. Um, so. Yeah, so uh, we found Missy. She has her friend, Hammerson Peters. We've been talking to, again, Bob Gimlin. We emailed him again not the one from the Patterson Gimlet film and we're making like videos that we're going to send to him to kind of help him understand what we're about and why we want to talk to him more and how we could like help him how he could help us again this kind of positive scientific understanding of the field going forward so that's the general idea of how it's all going again investigate categorize bring people together prove cryptids exist etc etc and again we've gotten much further than i would have expected in the time frame that we have with book deals and all these people we're meeting and we know how to like essentially capture a bigfoot right now we're not gonna make that public because it's like dangerous but we will do it very soon so hopefully bigfoot's proven next year <laughs> that would, that'd be nice yeah yeah with the at the rate we're going it wouldn't surprise me all too much let's hope that happens and uh no one gets hurt including bigfoot hoping to uh you know like tranquilizer dart you know just for a few days <laughs> bring it around to all the universities shove it up their nose you know <laughs> <laughs> right there's probably still going to be a handful of people even with with proof i'd say that no, it's CGI or, or whatever. You know, there's <laughs> yeah, always there's people somebody. that are like, yeah, I need a body. And then there's like, so you've shown the body to like everyone on earth, but I still don't buy it. You could like bring it to me. Yeah, the that's whole costume. body just right there. And they would like not believe it. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the famous saying, well, not really a saying, but it's just they could say Jesus would be here in person, you know, and still people would not believe them. You know, yeah, it's yeah. not really him. I yeah. mean, to me, I've. I live in like the suburbs. I haven't seen much. I haven't even seen a raccoon, but people have videos of raccoon. We have videos of Bigfoot. People say they've seen raccoons. A hundred thousand people have said they found Bigfoot over like centuries. What's not to believe at this point? It's this kind of same situation for me. The only difference is some person I don't know a while ago found a corpse of one 
and decided that that makes it real. That's why maybe it's easier for me to believe because I don't get out much. Yeah. But it's just kind of this idea of 100,000 people have seen it over centuries. So what's the explanation for that? Somehow they're all lying. That doesn't make sense. Somehow they're hallucinating. Then why would it be so consistent? Yep. Somehow there's a cult of hoaxers out in the wood that have been there for 20,000 years doing this. None of that makes sense. It's Occam's razor at this point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When you look at various cultures over the centuries and they have drawings of creatures like this, I mean, obviously they're not like people from today that want to do hoax. Well, they yeah. pro they probably did back then. I mean, <laughs> it's it's probably human nature. But when you have, like I said, various cultures globally who have drawings or or cave drawings or whatever with these strange creatures, you got to start believing that, yeah, there is something out there. Yeah. And at this point with I know that we have the Mayaka <clears throat> skunk gate photos, we have Patterson Gimlin footage, we have the Minnesota Iceman, which there was an actual corpse of Bigfoot. It just got taken away. And so I don't know if anyone's heard that story. It's very interesting. I don't think I have. Yeah. So uh, this person shot a Bigfoot, killed it. Uh, they went over and grabbed it. They had a tractor museum and they dragged it around in a tractor museum. And so these two people, zoologists, they went and investigated it and were like, yeah, this is a, a real specimen. And then this person crossed the border and, into Canada and came back to America, and it was a fake. And they said, I stored it away because it's too valuable. Personally, I think some men in black type found him at the border and was like, look, you're going to have a fake or else we'll <laughs> kill you and your whole family or something. Like That that's probably makes yeah. more sense, especially considering I've already been contacted by the men in black. It's not like I have any reason to not believe them. <laughs> they exist. Of that whole situation with the Army Corps of Engineers, and that's another thing that's hard to disprove because they knew what was going on, and they that they must at least be an engineer. They must at least have found this thing in the system where they flooded an entire town when they didn't need to. And at that point, even if this person's a complete hoax, they did flood an entire town without needing to. So there's like a million reasons why I believe this person, and they, I don't know, it's just men in black probably exist. They probably took the Minnesota Ice Man, and there was probably a corpse of Bigfoot that was taken away. So all the people that were asking for a corpse, there it is. It's just not there anymore. And scientists actually investigate it. Isn't that what we need? Yeah, <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah, and again, with the Patterson-Gimlin footage, I made a video on it talking about there was probably juvenile in the area, as a lot of people say that. So I'm just thinking, like, maybe she was walking away doing what's called a diversionary display to essentially lead them away from her young. So I just made a short like two minute video on that. And there was like 200 comments. None of them were able to disprove it because I would look at like these people and they would say, oh, it's a fake. It's a costume. And I'm like, where's the proof? Because people who analyze the footage say that the muscle movement is completely accurate. And there's no way a suit could be made in that time. There's no way CGI could be made in that time. It was the 60s. And so they talk about, oh, yeah, this person took a lie detector test. Well, if 20 people take a lie detector test, clearly it doesn't work. And they're not admissible in court for a reason. Yeah. Oh, I just went on a tangent there. <laughs> oh, it's okay. <laughs> it's like Ooh. that uh, Bigfoot, uh, oh, I can't remember, someplace in the States, there was a relatively new film of uh, Bigfoot walking. And it's only maybe four or five seconds long. I really wish there was more to it. Oh, I can't remember where it was located, but it made the news, I guess, in the States and everything. And when you look at the video when you know when you're walking and your back foot kind of elevates kind of goes up a little bit 
Yeah, well, yeah. the way that this creature is walking, I'm convinced that it's real. And if it's not, it's a really elaborate hoax, and I'm an idiot for believing it. <laughs> but just, just watching the gate and just looking at underneath the foot of this video, it to me, it looks real. And if I can find the video, I'll send it to you. Me as well. It's just kind of like, if you can do that, you'd make more money in Hollywood. Yeah, right? Yeah. Maybe they are... Maybe these people are working in Hollywood in costume design and special effects and they're doing this as a part as a pastime. I don't know, but kudos to them for having something that accurate. But no, this this video is just amazing. And yeah, I really can't remember where it was in the States. Is it Ohio? No, I can't remember. I'll, I'll find it anyways. I'll send you the video and it's, yeah, it's pretty, do. yeah, it's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. At least I, I find it is. So yeah. how, how do you conduct your research? A lot of times, so there's various ways that we do it. Again, we might analyze an image. You've heard all that Missy went through to just get that one image that kind of constitutes more proof. Um, I have, (laughs) I made a Mothman video. I made a Dogman video in both of those. I read like hundreds of sightings just by myself. And that's not the most fun thing to do, but that's kind of how I do it a lot of the time. I'll literally just read through. I think I've read through a thousand sightings right now just for like two videos. So yeah, that's why they take so long. Yeah. So that's kind of a big way that we conduct research, looking at sightings, consistencies, credibilities, like, oh, and it was the 1920s, we'll say, and there was a report from then. They don't know what a sagittal crest is, and they described one perfectly. That's one way to talk about credibility, right? Yeah. So that sort of thing is kind of how we look at it. And with video, again, we have experts that go in and analyze them. And so expert opinion is really good because we'll have literal biologists go in and get a sighting and they'll be like, it's fake. And it's like, if if a biologist can't recognize an animal, then they need to find another job. If a police officer that's meant to be alert all the time hallucinates, they need to find another job, right? Yeah. That's kind of like another way that we look at this thing. So that's kind of, we use our reasoning to look at these sightings, to look at the kind of reports over time, look at the locations, all that. And we bring it all together to kind of create these ideas and theories and explanations for things. I really like the idea of your website, not just having information about cryptids, but you mentioned lightsabers. I absolutely love that. Yeah, I think we actually do have that. Yeah, that's ASP3. Because <laughs> So yeah, they all have the name ASP1, ASP1-2, ASP3. I'll, I can just list them all off right now if you'd like. There's not many. Yeah, sure. All right, we got ASP1-1 is Bigfoot, 1-2 is Yeti, 2-1 is Giant Squid, 2-2 is Colossal Squid, Three is the proto saber. Uh, I wouldn't call it a lightsaber, but it can like go in and out and cut through things. So it's pretty much a lightsaber. Number four is the kraken. Number five is an invisibility shield. Number six is the magnapena squid. Number seven is the Daedalus flight pack, which is essentially like looks a lot like Iron Man. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, they're still developing that. Number eight is crawlers. Number nine is classified. You can't hear about that. Um, <laughs> number 10 is Mothman. And number 11 is Dogman. So we're still obviously investigating a lot of cryptids. I'm about to make a Kraken video like I was talking about. That's number four. But I'm probably going to investigate the Fresno Nightcrawlers and the Jersey Devil next. And they will go into either one of those or our disproven column. We have so many different areas here. No we have essentially refuted or reclassified ASPs. So we actually, I made a video disproving the Loch Ness Monster, pretty much. Uh, So people might enjoy that because it's pretty popular, pretty well known. Uh, I did the Megalodon, the Jackalope, because there's a disease that looks exactly like it. You probably heard of it. 
Oh no, I didn't hear about that. Uh, the show Papilloma Virus. It essentially creates these growths out of their head that can look like antlers. Oh. Uh, and that's the Wendigo. I put mm-hmm. the Wendigo in there. A lot of people reference it. It's pretty much just like was probably inspired off crawlers, which is why I put it in the kind of refuted column because I'm saying like, oh, it's actually just ASB8. So yeah, that's kind of a lot of what it's built off of there. And we have groups of interest, clearance levels, uh, YouTube channel, all that. It's it's a fun little complicated system. And we got all these people joining us. So it's a lot of fun. I'm really happy that it's growing too. How? Yeah. Wh- where did you get your fascination for cryptids and parent? Did you ever have any experiences yourself? No, actually, not really. I... I guess I just kind of heard about the Bigfoot phenomenon and I was like looking it up, looking up videos and I was like, let's see if this is real or fake. And then I'll look at it and be like, I have no clue. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then eventually after doing that for a while, I stumbled upon Bob's videos. So that's kind of where I actually got to the serious research area. And I guess I just had a knack for it. So I was like, I really enjoy this. I'm going to try and absorb a lot of this, look into other cryptids myself. It took a while to actually do that. I was mainly just listening to him, but Yeah, I guess that's just kind of where it went. And with the SCP Foundation, I was like, well, we have all these cryptids and I'm hearing about more and more crazy stuff in the world that we don't even know about. This is perfect because there's like thousands of things together. And that kind of works for our own world of just all these monsters and creatures and spirit orbs and aliens and whatnot that we still have to investigate and look into. And again, maybe some of them aren't real, but I know Bigfoot's real. I know... After a while, after seeing Missy's videos, I know crawlers are real. And again, now that we've done Mothman and Dogman, I'm like, this is actually going somewhere. And once we add like aliens or whatever, like it's just, it's wild. And maybe one day we'll figure out what the true religion is. Because <laughs> we actually have experiments lined up for that. Because we figure out all these different ways to find things. With Bigfoot, you gotta, uh, wait, no, I'm not allowed to talk about that. Hold on. <laughs> okay, well, we have something for Bigfoot. We have something for proving souls exist. Because people have out-of-body experiences. You put them to sleep. Reveal a symbol once they go into an out-of-body experience, cover it up, ask them what the symbol was. You do that a bunch of times. Very simple. That sort of thing. So we've even lined up experiments for theology. Oh, that's Um, interesting. Yeah. We're going in a lot of different places. And again, we're kind of making progress because, again, we have that. We know how to capture a Bigfoot. We have all these videos figuring this stuff out, proving or disproving images and kind of getting to the bottom of it. Missy's all about the truth. She's, I, I don't know if she said that a lot yep. when she was talking about you, but she's like, the, the whole point of this is just to figure out what the truth is. And we're kind of definitely going in that direction of figuring out what's real, what's not. And again, we have all these like methods of doing so. I'm really impressed. Like it hasn't been that long that you've had this together and it's growing so much. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to rule the multiverse one day. <laughs> like, see me uh, in 20, 2025. That's when I'll rule the multiverse. That's my goal. <laughs> awesome. What's your favorite cryptid? Do you have one? Oh, it's kind of shifted over the years because I've the only one I knew about being actually real was Bigfoot. And then I heard about like all this other stuff. And at some point it was Mothman. But I'm not so sure anymore. I kind of see them all as equals now. <laughs> but it was definitely Mothman for the longest time. Maybe still is. I like Dogman a lot now, too, now that I've researched it. So I don't know. I guess yeah, for the longest time it was Mothman, so I'd have to go with that. And even like when it was my favorite, I didn't let that bias me. I, it was my favorite, and I didn't think it existed. <laughs> and then I looked into it, and I was like, oh, this could have evolved 
bat like features from another cryptid and whatever and it's more than just point pleasant there's a rash of sightings in chicago in 2020 and it's probably real so what do you think all these cryptids are because some people speculate that they come from a different planet some say they've been here all along some say they're government experiments what do you think these are it varies with bigfoot crawlers mothman and dogman personally i think they're all animals Mm -hmm. a lot of people have had like different theories about them but i don't see any of them kind of shifting away from animals so i like to go with occam's razor quite often but if we look at aliens that probably another planet um and i've seen a theory about the chupacabra that it might be an experiment and i kind of agree that that's possible so yeah sometimes maybe it is when people talk about reptilians missy's trying to rope me into doing a video on those uh those could possibly be aliens maybe there's a bunch of different species on other planets that we don't know about so i think it definitely varies but with the four mains ones i talked about crawlers bigfoot mothman and dogman i've seen so far that those are probably animals but i know that when i go deeper into it there's going to be stuff that's paranormal or aliens and I don't, I'm just taking my time with that because that's like really complicated to go through. But one day I'll talk about aliens and one day I'll talk about supernatural things, which definitely probably exist. So yeah, I already have some things planned for aliens. If we look at Roswell, very simple. There's 600 people who saw gray aliens. If you were a murder investigator, 600 witnesses saw the perpetrator, yep. mm-hmm. you'd be fired if you ignored them. Yep. Stuff like that. I'm already kind of looking into stuff like Roswell and whatnot. It's just there's so much stuff out there, right, with aliens. And it's just I need to take my time with it. I need to slowly creep my way there. Might as well cover the, a few cryptids while I'm here. Uh, they're kind of easier anyways. But yeah, we definitely cover like pretty much everything because I, I wrote like we have an About Us page. And oh, yeah, we also talk about So I've been talking about all this technology, all these cryptids, items, whatever. We also like to go into anti-gravity or teleportation or that sort of thing because I've (laughs) I've researched and found stuff for that as well. So yeah, we kind of just go for cryptids, special items, crypto-anthropology, which is mermaids, giants, whatever, I guess, and high strangeness. And we also do like dark matter, the multiverse, teleportation, time travel, anti-gravity, and like just the nature of the universe. So... We cover pretty much everything. We also, again, dip our toes into theology. We go for pretty much everything. I don't like making these restrictions too much, where it's just everything weird, everything paranormal, everything whatever, right? You, yeah. you probably get what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. yeah. So do you think that some of these creatures do have the ability to teleport or cloak themselves or anything like that? Or is that just people talking, as uh, trying to explain why we don't see them? Um, honestly, a lot of people talk about Bigfoot being in dangers. I don't think it is. Like, it's seen so commonly, and people just ignore that fact. There's 100,000 sightings going back to just... I know there's 70,000 on the BFRO's website alone, and they probably haven't tracked down most of the sightings, and one in 100 people probably actually report them. I don't think they're endangered. I don't think they even hide particularly well comparatively to some other cryptids. So I I feel like we don't even need those explanations from Mm -hmm. time to time. But I feel like for some of them, maybe there is. I, I haven't completely looked into skinwalkers. I don't know if they're real or not, but they are said to like transform. Maybe that one's true. But I don't think explaining crawlers as being able to teleport or go away or whatever as being true. Maybe they're a little translucent because they're cave creatures, but that's about it. And 
people talk about Mothman being a demon from another dimension. Again, it's been seen from Point Pleasant to Chicago to Colorado. It's kind of everywhere, and there's been at least a thousand sightings on it, and there's no proof for it being a demon besides people just being like, ah, it's scary, uh, and I'm Christian, so I'm going to associate the two, you know? Yeah. So it's just kind of, that's how it goes, and I haven't really seen a single report that's really says any differently about these specific creatures that I've been talking about, like the four I've been talking about, but I'm sure that there are some out there, and it could relate to why they're still cryptids, but I, I, I don't know about. It's not a blanket statement. You can't say all cryptids have magical powers, and that's why they haven't been found. Because eighty thousand species or something is discovered every day, and they're not mystical or hard to find either. Look, even just the past five years, there's strange creatures that are being washed up from the oceans, from deep, deep down in the oceans, and people are like, "What the heck are these? Like, they look yeah. like monsters, but they're fish." Or, or whatever, just deep, and for whatever reason, uh, they've been they've been washed up because of a storm or or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And if you look at the colossal squid, there's only been actually eight confirmed bodies or whatever of them, and eight's not a big number for such a big creature, no. right? No. Yeah, and they they're not magical at all. They're squids. Yeah, you'd think there'd be more because of all the mass, you know, how they do fishing now, and they just throw out these massive nets and they just catch whatever. Yeah. Uh, you'd think and, that they would have caught something else, but I guess it depends how deep they go, too. Yeah, yeah, they're really deep. But yeah. they're also, like, the main diet of a sperm whale as well. They, a lot of colossal squid is in the diet. So yeah. it's kind of strange how if there's so many enough to sustain sperm whales, why haven't we seen more of them? And it's like humans aren't as good as looking as we like to think. Yeah. And sometimes we don't cover everything like we'd like to believe. Yeah. I've said countless times that you know if you go out in the woods some people will see all kinds of wildlife and others will not see anything and we know there's bear and deer and chipmunk and, and things like that and uh, but we might not necessarily see any but we know they're there so how can we say that creatures like Bigfoot don't exist just because people haven't encountered them as much as they would like to. Yeah, and also, again, people disregard the fact that there are 100,000 sightings, and there has been, like, the Minnesota Iceman. Mm-hmm. So there have been bodies and plenty of sightings, but people just kind of ignore that and says there isn't, and where's the proof? And we found hairs, we found, I, I don't know if you've heard of the Skookum cast, that's kind of physical yep. proof as well. There's, like, millions of things that it's just slightly less than the average animal. It's not, like, pretty much zero. We've actually found so much evidence, and they're just ignored i guess and people say where's the proof and that really irks me a lot of the time yeah well it's like uh, when they say how come we don't find as many big footprints for example well again when you go out in the woods you're not necessarily going to be finding bear prints or whatever especially yeah yeah you know there there's it's really hard to track at creatures out in the forest i find because I could look at something and it just looks like a little indentation in the ground, but somebody else who's an experienced tracker will actually say, no, uh, here are the toes, you know, yada, yada, yada. And then it's like, oh, wow, how how did I miss that? You know, the average person's not going to necessarily recognize any kind of tracks out in the forest. Yeah, and I don't know how often... People go out and see corpses lying around. Yeah, I have never seen any. Scavengers grab them at the very least. Yeah, I found uh, remains, like a couple of bones uh, in the forest that, uh, you know, deer bones. But I've been 
I'm originally from the East Coast, uh, now living in Ontario, and I've always gone. I wouldn't say I'm experienced in being in the in the forest, but I've I've been in the woods a lot ever since I'm a little girl, and I've never ever come up upon any kind of corpse in the woods. Yeah, and even then, the Bigfoot intelligent, even yeah. as far as elephants, they don't bury the bodies, but they tuck them in foliage. With Bigfoot, they have hands. They could probably do something, like have a similar mentality and actually bury them. Yeah. Or they might, again, die elsewhere because they, they're much smarter. They might be like, oh, now I'm injured. I'm going to go hide or whatever, right? Yeah, like a lot of animals, even house cats, if they're if they're ill and they know that they're dying, they're going to try and even if they're a house cat, they're going to try and get out of the house so they can go uh, die by themselves. That's just what they do. Yeah, um, I always hear that expression, like cats go away to die, and it happens so frequently that yep. ha- you that cat lives in your house and you don't even see it die. How are you going to find a Bigfoot in the woods? Yeah, yeah, you're familiar with your house and your cat, so yeah, exactly. So how often do you make videos? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it depends how big a project I decide to do and a lot of times it's like with Mothman and Dogman specifically they were big projects that took months right now I'm making a Kraken video and I was essentially finished and I had all my footage I was just going to put it together and then I found a bunch of sightings and whatnot so I was like okay time to restart this and so that's taking a while now so usually I guess it can be a few weeks, but recently it's been like a few months sometimes in between just to make sure that they're really good. So yeah, I guess it's, it's infrequent. Yeah. Oh, with all the research that you're doing too, to put all this together would be yeah, time yeah. consuming. It would, especially looking through 600 sightings beforehand. Yeah. Do you also go to the library and get books or anything like that? I actually did do that recently for the video I'm doing right now. There was, I forget what it's called. It's cephalopods, the, no, giant squid, the super suckers of the sea, something like that. Mm-hmm. And we actually went to a library to get information because we couldn't find it online. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. No. And it was just for like one part of one page too. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So I don't know if you know about this. I kind of hope you can do some research on this. I've, I'm also interested in vampires. And you know where Wilno is, I where think. Where what? Wilno. It's a town. I don't know. No? Between the Ottawa Valley, if you were heading towards Algonquin Park, there's a town in between. It's about an hour or so away from Ottawa Valley. It's called Wilno. W-I-L-L-N-O, I think it is. And apparently they have a legend of vampires there that came when the uh, the Polish came to settle because that's what, what Wilno was the first Polish settlement, I believe, in Canada. And so when they settled in that location, they obviously brought their legends and lore and all that. And they say that there is a vampire cemetery in Wilno. Now, I have not done any research on that yet. I'm really interested in doing it. Apparently, there's a local author who wrote a book on it. I'm going to have to go to the library to see if I can get it because uh, when I look for it online, it's over $100 for the book. And I, and I don't know if it's because it's an, an obscure book or, or what it is, but it's kind of pricey. But have you ever heard of any vampire legends anywhere in Canada? I don't think I've gotten to that point yet, but okay. I, I would look into it. The thing is, usually it's because with Dogman, <clears throat> it sounds a lot like a werewolf, but minus yep. the human transformation part. So sometimes it'll be that or sometimes it'll be... Because you know how many names the crawlers have. They yeah. have the fictional, the rake. So yep. people a lot of times dismiss it as fictional. The windigo, pale crawler, cave crawler, the flesh gate, the 
uh, as Missy would say, the chalk white. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it's kind of just sometimes they have a lot of names. Sometimes they might be something else. Sometimes my set identifications. It's a lot of stuff like that where it typically is with stuff like the vampires. I, I still like to keep an open mind. This is another quote from I think it was a singular Fortean society. So they said we should entertain ideas without accepting them. So don't just dismiss things because they sound weird, but don't accept them immediately either. We don't want to be closed-minded skeptics. We don't want to be blind believers. So I like to just take the reports at face value, write down what they say, and see how they could be something else. With the Loch Ness Monster, I saw it. They all said upturned boat is what it looked like. And I'm like, I thought there was like a neck and squiggly lines. Why did these all... There's like a thousand sightings and that's it. And they all say upturned boat. That just sounds like a Greenland shark. So that's why I ended up saying that and logs or whatever. And so I I look at the reports of face value and describe it. And then when I get this mental image of it, a lot of times I'll be able to decipher what it could be. And maybe it is just a vampire. (laughs) Who knows? Yeah, it's that's why people do research because well, look at Bigfoot around the world. There's so many different names that people call it, but it's pretty much the same creature. Yeah, yeah, I've definitely heard a lot of names of Bigfoot. I think that someone made a map of different names in different regions. So the provinces in Canada and the states in the U.S. There's 20 per, and it's it's wild because we have Bigfoot, Sabe, Yeti, Almas, Yaren, Yowie. Some of them's in China. Some of them's in Russia. And that could also explain Love Pass, and some of them are in Australia. It's when they're everywhere, this widespread, and they go back thousands of years, almost tens of thousands of years sometimes, then it's kind of hard to say otherwise that these things... Yeah, it's just, it's fascinating because, like, again, I've said countless times that the thing that fascinates me about supernatural paranormal is globally everyone seems to have these legends and lores. They might be using different names and to look at them physically they might have a few differences with their physiology but they're pretty much the same creature so how can all these cultures have the same creatures globally you know that have been they've been talking about it for centuries yeah not only that even just people with sightings a lot of times never hear about bigfoot or mothman and they'll have some obscure part of it that only three other reports had how would you have copied that otherwise it's very specific and very strange because i remember with with certain cryptids common knowledge is different from what the reports will say with say dogman they'll talk about like oh yeah everyone says the head looks like a german shepherd and it looks like it has a mane around it with a werewolf i don't know if you'd mention a mane right because that's not you might think of that but you might not so that's just like a really basic example some of them are more detailed than that a lot of the time yeah, so it's just kind of how how do different cultures and different sightings all have the same consistencies that would kind of be difficult to get in that scenario. And a lot of these people are credible. Why would, again, a biologist hallucinate? Or why would a police officer... No, no, that's a bad example. <laughs> but why would certain <laughs> people lie when they have no reason to? And it, if we look at Missy as an example, she had a sighting. She actually had another sighting recently. But oh. Yeah, she was driving with her mom, and she saw another one on the road, a crawler. And her I have dad to saw text one. Her. Her, her neighbor saw one. There's, I think there's a population of them in the area. But yeah, so essentially, with Missy, for example, she's done this for two years, and has she gotten anything out of it? No. She's gotten backlash. She's gotten hate. 
and after two years she finally gets like a book deal and she's not even doing it for the money she's doing it to spread awareness and help things but she was losing a lot of money to doing this for two years she's getting a lot of hate and i don't see how someone could say you're making that up or you're lying in that sort of scenario yeah because i have a lot to lose yeah yeah if you look at it when you're talking about dog men with manes if you look at uh uh, creatures like hyenas, they kind of have a little bit of a mane, yeah, a little tougher on the neck. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that's the best example, but stuff like that can just be yeah. not common knowledge. And again, I talked about in the 1920s, people talking about sagittal crests when we proved gorillas existed in the yeah. 1800s. It's not common knowledge for that sort of thing. Uh, what was it? That, was it the silverback gorilla? I think it was any gorilla. Like, we literally only discovered gorillas exist less than 200 years ago. Yeah. That's, that's wild. That's wild. Yeah. So why not believe these other creatures are existing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Have you ever looked into uh, another favorite of mine for mythological creatures are dragons? Have you ever looked into anything about dragons? Yeah. Personally, I don't think they exist, but honestly... Maybe we'll just make our own <laughs> at that point because we feel like it. Have a pet dragon. I don't know because we uh, we might. I don't think. I don't know if we will. But GMAs, right? Uh, genetically modified animals or mm -hmm. whatever. Just kind of make our own dragon. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, well, no one will ever be able to say no to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You're, if you drop in on a dragon, people are gonna listen to you. <laughs> yeah, you can't. You can't park there. Yeah. <laughs> About 20 years ago, my husband and I were watching PBS, and there was uh, we were watching this show, and it was on dragons and how they had unearthed a cave uh, someplace. I can't remember where it was. And they were actually talking about what the dragons ate and um, the, that would enable them to breathe fire. And, and they were going on like... Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, and, I think I saw that. Yeah, that was... Uh, technically, that was, they made that all up, yes. but it, it was like speculative. And it kind of gives a good precedent for how it would work. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely found that very interesting, even though it technically wasn't real. Well, yeah, during the entire show, I was saying to myself, I can't believe this. There's no way that I'm believing this. I wanted to, but there's no way I could believe it. And then at the end, when they said three years in the making, and I thought, oh. So then I, I looked it up, and sure enough, it was all, it was just, it was just a show. It was just entertainment. Yeah. Part of me was <laughs> disappointed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Missy actually, like, so there was a mermaid one that they did similarly, but they didn't tell us it was not real, even though they stated it was in certain areas, but they didn't explicitly say that. Mm -hmm. So Missy actually believed that one for a bit, oh, no. which is funny. I'm going to have to tease her now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But strangely enough, I have got mermaid reports, which is interesting. But Really? From I, where? I, I forget where it was, but someone said when they were a kid, they were like saved by a mermaid or something. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of people believe in them It's and, and have actual sightings. So that's that's interesting. Won't make a believer out of me yet. but <laughs> Yeah. A friend of mine, Ron Murphy, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He's a cryptozoologist. Uh, he also goes by the name as a crypto guru. He's, he's so knowledgeable in, in so many creatures. It's not even funny. And I believe one of his favorite cryptids are mermaids. If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> I just know every time I think of mermaids, I think of Ron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of people seem to believe in them for sure. Interesting. I've never experienced, well, I don't like water. It's funny because I'm a maritimer from the East Coast, born and raised right, yeah. by, the, right <laughs> by the ocean. But I don't like if it's deeper than my feet can touch and my head still be above water. I, I kind of freak out. I just, I, I have no idea why I have a fear of water, but 
no 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 that's a healthy fear <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, again with the video i'm doing if you i don't know if you've heard of the blue holes or the lusca but uh, oh. a lot of people get go into these like they're really clear actually these little holes in inland uh, i think they connect to the ocean though and they have a bunch of labyrinths underneath and so people go swimming there and someone will get pulled down no blood no struggle no trace they're just gone and so i again i'm going with octopus and giant octopus essentially and that's kind of what my next video is about but yeah there's a lot of stuff that makes me not want to go in the water and <laughs> i've even heard of crawlers swimming and oh really i haven't I, heard that yeah yeah i've heard like one i've heard at least two stories of that but there's probably like more out there and that sounds horrifying <laughs> i wonder if there are an offshoot of what we know of crawlers or if crawlers are just able to do that well i know that in the stories that i heard they went on land as well so they might just go swimming for like fish because i know i don't know if many people know this but moose can go diving yep <laughs> moose go diving for fish and stuff so it, it wouldn't surprise me if there were more creatures that were semi-aquatic every once in a while, even though they're land terrestrial. I'm technically a diurnal species, but I go to sleep at midnight and wake up at noon. Huh. And that's why I hate when people are like, oh, I've seen a Bigfoot during the day. They're not nocturnal. Well, that doesn't really prove it, does it? Yeah, I've seen raccoon daytimes and nighttime, and they say that they're nocturnal, I, I think. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I've, I've seen them, like I said, day and night, so... There's always an exception to every rule, apparently. Yeah, and moose, they, uh, a lot of people think they're uh, amazing. Well, they are amazing creatures, but they are dangerous. Has Have oh, you ever yeah. seen a moose up close? No, and I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, they're massive. I remember when we were living in New Brunswick in the Fredericton area, and we had bad flooding in that area. It seems like every so many years there's bad flooding there, and parts of the highway was actually flooded. They had to have vehicles... Because people still try to drive through it. I, I have no idea why. <laughs> they can make it. Yeah, right. Anyway, so my family and I, my husband and, and kids and I decided we're just going to go for a little drive just to see how bad the flood. Yeah, a little swim. <laughs> no, for a little drive just to see how bad the flooding is. And if it got too bad, obviously, we're going to turn around. We're not going to try and, and gun it through the water. But we saw a vehicle with a all these lights to make sure that you knew it was there and they were following it was the rangers they're actually following this moose because everything was flooded it was just walking where it doesn't usually walk and massive massive i've seen quite a few moose mainly in when i was living in new brunswick but they are massive even the small ones are big yeah they're uh they're deadly <laughs> they say you're if you drive into one like yep. you crash into a moose your car is gonna feel it worse than the moose <laughs> Yeah, I have a friend uh, several years ago who actually hit one on the highway in New Brunswick, and luckily he was a smoker uh, back then, and at the time he was driving on the highway, and he just reached down to grab the cigarette lighter in his vehicle, and that's what saved him because he hit a moose, and it landed on the uh, on the roof, and it caved it in, and had he been sitting upright, it would have crushed him, but he was just down a little bit getting the uh, lighter for his cigarette, and he says that's the only time that he was really thankful that he was a smoker. <laughs> yeah, it's ironic. Smoking <laughs> saved my life. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's when I used, we used to see a lot of tourists in New Brunswick uh, off the side of the road taking pictures of moose and trying to get close. And we're, and we're thinking, what are you doing? You never know when they're going to charge. These things are nasty. 
Yeah, that's another reason why we won't tell people how to find Bigfoot. Yes. <laughs> it's it's pretty much a surefire method as far as I've been told, but I feel it's too dangerous. So we're getting like an actual team together, maybe some <laughs> Navy SEALs, who knows, nice. just to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because no I know kidding. there's one YouTuber, uh, Mr. Ballin. I don't know if he'll be coming, but he's, he used to be a Navy SEAL. So oh, wow. definitely... Yeah, and I've heard people in military who have like dogman sightings or Bigfoot sightings, and maybe maybe I'll get one of them and <laughs> hire them to keep us safe from all the scary Bigfoot and maybe take the tranquilizer dart shot or whatever it's going to be. I've been trying to find people like that, the military, <laughs> who have had experiences with dogman, Bigfoot, any strange creature globally to come onto the show, and I cannot seem to find any so if you happen to find any please uh send them my way if you're able to yeah i know that for the dogman encounter person mm -hmm. he did experience the men in black and they told him to shut up about it so i don't know uh, like yeah a lot, a lot of them might be reluctant because they're yeah. involved right yeah i hear that a lot so many people uh, i have a friend i don't want to mention his name uh, he's a, a researcher in pretty much anything paranormal, uh, ghost, Bigfoot, dogman, aliens. He's he's encountered it all. And strangely enough, he also is RH negative blood type. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it. But he was approached by Men in Black several times in the past few years to say, uh, yeah, we don't want you doing these shows anymore and, uh, you know, threatening him. So um, he's uh, toned back on, on a lot of these talk shows that he's been doing and uh, they've left them alone uh, so far so let's hope that they don't That's approach good. him again yeah I, uh, I can assure you if that happened to us we'd probably go the opposite direction and just be like we're gonna do it more now yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're not the smartest bunch but i know for a fact that would be missy's attitude and i would probably agree with it <laughs> yeah i can see missy doing that <laughs> <laughs> And I just found it funny, too, because this friend of mine, he's um, he doesn't back down easily on things. So for him to say that, yeah, he's got to back off on certain things, it's like, you must have been really terrorized by these people not to talk anymore about certain encounters because, like I said, he doesn't back down easily. Yeah, I mean, obvious, the obvious solution is live stream your life 24-7. No one can take you away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Did you did you say earlier on that you had encounters with Men in Black? Uh, no, but we were contacted by you them because con oh. yeah, remember what? Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if Missy talked about that, but yeah, the it was an encrypted email. I didn't know you could do that, but they they were talking about the flooding and how it was like oh, to right, kill right. the creature, okay. right? Yeah. yeah. So I thought it was a different encounter. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah. But yeah, we've been contacted by them, which is I mean, the Men in Black's broad because it's probably many different organizations and. A lot of people say it's the government, and sure it is, but it's not. I, again, 99% of all involved probably don't know what's going on, and it's just these little organizations, little pieces of them, the Army Corps of Engineers, CIA, FBI, maybe it's like 10% of them that actually know what's going on and are trying to silence things. And sometimes it's kind of uh, other organizations trying to silence things that aren't government-run, because if, if, you, if you've ever heard of those hotels or houses where someone died there no one wants hmm. to go there anymore yeah. so it's like these hauntings or these creatures no one's gonna go there if they know they're there so they're going to essentially tell people nothing's there they're gonna hide the truth and if you're say uh someone talked about a theory for the patterson gimlin footage i don't mm -hmm. believe this but if you're like lo a logging industry and you hear about bigfoot you don't want to invest in safety measures for your people you don't want to have this go public you don't want to lose all your money by relocating doing safety measures not being able to do log there anymore because animals live there so you're just going to kill all the bigfoot and hide them right mm -hmm. so that's 
probably the more simple solution. So that sort of thing might also lead to men in black sort of situations. Kind of scary when you think of it, though. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm really excited if we do take off, because then we're just this big organization that can go toe-to-toe with these people. Yeah. And if we prove Bigfoot exists, what are they going to do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I don't want to think That's about it. That's why we want yeah. lightsabers and invisibility yeah, shields to right. fend them off. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if Missy talked about this, but on their website, they have the thing where they say we have a vast paleontological record. And so that the way we interpreted that mixed with the stuff we got is they have Bigfoot corpses and crawler corpses and whatnot. And that's probably why partially they want to kill the crawler and they're capturing them to possibly even train an army. Cause may- I mainly thought of that cause that was my idea. <laughs> we could just grab an army of cryptids. Yeah. It's like training these creatures for armies that I, I would definitely believe that. Yeah. I people mean, talk about reverse engineering UFOs. If aliens yeah. attack a country, no one's going to blame the U S they're going to blame UFOs. Yeah. There's that's why people say they keep it a secret reverse engineering it. Like there's a million reasons why, but that's one of them. And if you have all these cryptids as an army, uh, it's almost like I have the bigger stick type thing uh, when it comes <laughs> to fighting. You know. Yeah. Couldn't even imagine even just like one dogman. Let's say that you're able to tame, for lack of a better term, to fight for you. I mean, can you imagine somebody? You know, you're you're fighting, and all of a sudden you see this dog creature like yeah, yeah that that would be yeah. pretty terrifying i mean even when they used to tame elephants back in the day yeah like, they didn't even know what elephants was the people they were attacking so seeing this giant creature with this big trunk and these horns that must have been terrifying yeah yeah no kidding they must have thought what kind of beast is that that came from the pits yeah that uh that was probably horrifying <laughs> and that's kind of just people they probably react viscerally and called it a creature from another dimension as well yeah they might have because yeah. I feel like that's a lot of where these legends come from. Obviously, sometimes they are, but a lot of times it's people with their subjective experiences. If someone says they prayed and the creature went away, that just means they were praying the whole time and it was going to go away eventually. Do you think if you didn't pray, it wouldn't have left? Sometimes it's stuff like that where it's kind of making... That's why they, the subjective experience goes on to the objective and mixes it all together. That's why it's nice to have a lot of reports so yeah. you can figure out what's subjective and what isn't. Yeah, when you have so many reports, you just start categorizing the similarities and just take it from there. Yeah, yeah. It's very fun and complicated. <laughs> it's a lot of lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. And yeah, another thing that we do is we'll look at kind of old, like as we were talking about old reports, and we'll look at, oh my gosh, I've looked through biological scientific papers. <laughs> to really? Kind of, yeah, because we... I like to look at evolution and possible mm-hmm. ways of things working and the anatomy of these creatures. So I've looked at actual scientific papers for this. I've looked at that for the proof of the Patterson-Gimlin footage or how the, what was it? It was something about octopus or something having a certain amount of uh, size variation. I don't know. I'm, I'm losing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I just do so much deep research to find things. And sometimes you have to like switch Google terms from pale crawler to cave crawler to pale crawly creature. We do a lot of that as well. And we'll use the way back machine. Like research is really intense. Yeah, I have to say that I don't think that I would, I, I would probably lose interest if I started doing uh, research like that. Unless I've had an encounter with something, then of course I'm gonna. I, I would probably be obsessed in finding out everything I could possibly find about that particular creature. But uh, just doing the research that 
you're doing, I, I don't know if I'd be able to do that. I'd probably lose interest after a while. Yeah, I do have to take breaks every once in a while. I'll oh yeah, that. I can imagine. Yeah, wow. So can you what, can you tell us a little bit more about uh, the Dogman? What research you've you've found so far? Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, <laughs> so I found a good. Uh, so there's a YouTube channel called Dogman Encounters. Mm -hmm. They have 400 episodes of just interviewing people who had encounters. They have an additional 150 on their website. And since some of their videos are like two hours long and with 400 videos, that's thousands of hours that I'd have to sift through. I only went through a few, some of the ones Missy recommended. They're actually like really interesting men in black connotations and supernatural and everything. I didn't touch on those yet because that's too complicated for me. I essentially just looked at that. I looked at like, I read through all the 150 sightings myself, of course, because I, I have issues. Um, <laughs> and I found a biological assessment on it. I, I actually found quite a lot of those for some reason. Uh, there's one on crawlers and there was one on Dogman kind of saying why it could exist or how it could exist or different parts of it. Say the ch big chest might be for going on four legs and then two legs and whatever. So I, it was very long and complicated and there's some words I couldn't pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> but I left in the fa failed pronunciations because I thought they were funny. So yeah, that was a lot of the research I did was kind of this biological assessment, the sightings, and also Bob Gilman, who I was talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. I love him, respect him so much. I disproved one of his videos for oh. the dog man. He talked about the beasts of Bray Road, and I talked mm -hmm. about all this biases and mistakes he made, respectfully. So that was also a large portion of the video. So that's about the research I did on that. What have you found in... Uh when it comes to the dog man what they look like do, do they have a uh, different colored fur different lengths of fur as well yeah they can they're, they're kind of typically just that brown gray black sort of thing yeah. like uh, a lot of animals are and their eyes are a lot of times like this amber or red yellow sort of thing mm -hmm. a lot of times the head's been described as like a german shepherd type of thing they have like again a mane sort of thing uh, i don't know if you've heard of the maned wolf kind of like that yes yeah yeah they have these claws they have their haunches or whatever the hawks which is like the dog legs big chest yeah that sort of thing they're they're pretty much what you'd expect when you're imagining them like there wasn't because when i was researching mothman there was more surprises when i was researching even crawlers i'd get a few surprises but with dogman i was like yeah that's about what i expect from like what a werewolf looks like yeah. and of course if they evolved from dogs going bipedal to like you know how bears go up on their yeah. four legs so yeah maybe the dogs went bipedal, uh, I mean wolves, and that could have, they've probably been like that for a while. I've seen really old legends of them, so that could have inspired the werewolves of Europe. And now these 500 or more dogman sightings that I've found on just this one person who compiled them, there's probably like way more. Like there's the, I never look at the subreddits because Reddit's so <laughs> difficult to search on and so mean, but <laughs> I there's probably like a million more on there too. So, but yeah, that's just, that's what, they generally look like is just kind of like what you'd expect. Yeah. I know a few years ago there was, uh, I think it was from South America, CCTV uh, photos of a creature that they thought was a dogman. And um, some speculate that it's just a maned wolf, but it's standing upright. And I've never seen dogs standing on their hind legs for too long. They're usually up against something. This one, there was nothing for them to hold onto with their front Legs. Yeah, so probably like with Dogman, it probably evolved doing it more yeah. often to get 
like a more omnivorous diet yeah. reaching taller plants like exactly. why do you think a giraffe got a long neck just thinking and, of that yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so there's that and to get a better look at something or to attack or defend look at what bears do yeah so it's yeah so it's just kind of like if it's not leaning against something it's doing it for more than like two seconds although i know bears can do it for a while so maybe yeah. as far as we know and bear can actually take a few steps too on just their hind legs yeah but dogs can't currently but again if they evolve to it'd be pretty simple yeah i've seen uh, cats stand on uh you know at first i used to think cats cannot stand on their hind legs for too long but they actually can they they almost do like a meerkat thing when they're standing and looking at something <laughs> and and i've actually seen uh, footage of cats taking a couple of steps not a whole lot but so oh yeah you know. I've, seen, I've seen dogs do that too oh have you like, yeah yeah and with even with the dog man it goes mainly quadrupedal so that mm -hmm. also kind of is consistent with it still doesn't stand up too much just for specific scenarios like i was listing reaching plant life yep. attacking defending whatever and it likes to crouch as well so it's still kind of going for that method like we're not saying this isn't you know, non-quadrupedal from time to time. That's yep. still the preferred method. But it's just no other creature can do it for that long for whatever reason the dogman does it. Yeah. And like you said, certain creatures, you didn't say this, sorry. Well, I'm kind of going off of what you said earlier. Certain creatures, uh, depending on where they are, they're going to be evolving differently. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, so you could have, I'm just going to use a, a dog again for an example. You could have a, uh, say a German Shepherd in one part of the world and a German Shepherd in another part and you know uh, one part of the world is just it's got to walk on all fours and someplace else in, in the world maybe this German Shepherd is they're adapting I mean yeah everything yeah, that's adapts why it's also good like so Missy showed me this book on like sea serpents and they say mm, like if yeah. you see a report with tail or without tail don't discount them saying like oh they probably just yeah. missed the tail or whatever because we have polar bears and grizzly bears and they don't live that far apart. It's yeah. just environmental changes might require different things to kind of occur. Yep, exactly. Well, we're at the end, my friend. Is there anything else that you would like to like to say? Any final thoughts? And also, if you'd like to give the people listening to this where they can find you. Honestly, I could keep going forever. I'm not going to give any <laughs> final thoughts because I, I got what I needed to get. Okay. But yeah, so I have the website and the YouTube. I'll send you the links for that if yep. you can link it at all. It's kind of hard to search up my channel, but I was able to do it on YouTube. So I just search ASP. Well, thank you so very much. I really appreciate you being on here. I can't wait to see where you're going to be going with all your projects, and I'm looking forward in watching your videos. Thank you. Well, we've made it to the end of another episode. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, take care of each other. And if you'd like to be on the show or have questions and comments, just drop me an email, paranormalheart13 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Paranormal Heart would like to extend a special thank you to purpleplanet.com for supplying the music for the show. The views and opinions expressed on Paranormal Heart are those of the host and participants. 